What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the In the Round podcast. It's your boy, Matt Brill. And uh, on today's episode, got one that I've been wanting, to, got some, some boys in here that I've been wanting to have back on for a very long time. Used to uh, work with these guys, spent hey. a lot of time out on the road with them. Used to uh, co-host uh, a podcast called The Grapevine Podcast with them, and uh, super stoked to have them here today. When they have some downtime, a lot of busy stuff coming up for them. They just put out a brand new record called Teenage Dixie. Uh, we have got my boys Gary Stanton and Charlie Moncaster, also known as Muscadine hey. Bloodline. What how, up? how you boys doing? Dude, we're good, man. It's good. It's, it's weird because we're like boys, so it's kind of hard to have an interview. Like, yeah. it's like you. it's like the small talk. You're like, what are we talking yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> well, what's well, what's nice is that it's not like I, I've been trying to get like. I've been like, as this thing's grown, I've been doing, um, trying to make it more like conversational totally. than right. like an interview. So having having some folks on that I probably makes it easier when you just like your friends are on. You yeah, know? dude, and and then they, they just go and and um, so what have you guys? What have you guys been up to? It's the that we're how many weeks now past the record being out? It's what like it's a month, almost a month, almost three, a month, yeah, three, three weeks. weeks. Yeah, it seems like it's been doing pretty good for you guys, huh? Man, it 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 has. It was the. I would say the best or the most well-received record we've done, and I think the coolest part about it is we're. I feel like Charlie and I collectively are finally putting out music that it's not a like. How do I say this? It's not it's like not, a shot in the dark. Yeah, it's not a, like hey, let's try this or like oh, maybe this is what we should do. It's just like this is what we want to do, and so and that's what's really resonating with people, and so that's the best of both worlds because, okay, finally, we feel like after seven, eight years of doing this, trying to figure it out, like, it takes time. Like, we didn't, you know, that's the hard thing is, like, seeing a band grow, especially like us. Like, you take us at 2015, and it's like, man, we're different like people. Kids. and I feel like a had kid. a lot of growing up to do, and, and honestly, like, or even listening and inspired by different things than we were then, but seems like a lot of times I feel like Nashville kind of makes what music's supposed to be a lot more complicated. Yeah. And and we kind of, after COVID, kind of dialed back. And this record is kind of a manifestation of, of I feel like this record kind of started in 2020 uh, around the Dispatch record, too, that we were writing. And it's kind of the predecessor of that and just the kind of the, the even the evolution even more of like, okay, Dispatch to 16th Ave was kind of like this, like, okay, we're planting the flag here. This is, like, where the boat's coming to harbor, and now Teenage Dixie is the evolution of that, the step further, and, you know, really showcasing not just, you know, a performance, so to speak, but trying to, you know, songwriting and, and performance, too, I guess, because Charlie's got a killer voice. And dude, so, dude, the show is so fucking good. Right. I got yeah, to sub you got to in. See it dude, that show was, oh, that new show is fucking awesome. Yeah. And it, it kind of feels weird. We're only playing it for a few more weeks before we take a break. Yeah. But. <laughs> so it's it's been fun to just play new stuff and, I mean, trying stuff live, see what gets received. And, and honestly, you see, you know, we're not idiots. Like, we want to play what people you know what most people are Wanna there to hear, see yeah. us like if we don't play porch swing angel like like people will riot yeah. so so it's one of those things that we we kind of learn but i love the few weeks after a record comes out because charlie and i we're like we're just throwing darts at the board be like let's try this tonight or let's try this and then you actually see like oh wow this was really cool we got to start doing this one of so. my favorite moments of the weekend i had a great time with you guys it was it was fun oh, it was a nice, a nice throwback it weekend. was fun to throw it back and sling some shirts mm -hmm. and hang out with the vip folks and do all that 
Uh, the last uh, night in Charlotte, when you guys came out and did that encore of Devil Died in Dixie. With the cowbell. And yeah. you went out there and just <laughs> gave it hell with that cowbell. Yeah. I was like, this stuff fucks. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Whiskey Myers. We kind of like <laughs> took Tony. a little inspiration from Tony. They they take a part in their set, and they beat the shit out of a damn cowbell. And I, we were like, we need to do that. <laughs> I, I remember uh, we posted a picture of Charlie hitting the cowbell, and he, he commented on it, and he was like, someone's got to carry the torch, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, Love but, those guys. No, <laughs> like, for example, that was the first time we'd played that song live in Charlotte, and we are like, We okay. practiced it for like four days. Yeah, we were like, we, we were going to sound check and be like, let's, let's run this a few times and just kind of get it. It's it's a hard song lyrically because yeah. it's just six verses. It's there's no chorus, no anything, and and a lot of musical things going on. And so finally, after three or four days, we we're kind of like, let's give, right. let's give her a stab. But what's great now too is I I know for this record and I think for just you guys have had the band have had the boys playing on yeah. the records. Like it's a cohesive thing, so it's got to be easier for them because they were the ones in the studio yeah, doing I mean, it with you guys, right? Yeah, it hundred percent makes it easier and like more fun. I mean, it's not like I mean they have to brush up on it. But, yeah. like, they helped write the parts, too. So, like, they, you know, they're just as, as excited to play it as we are. You know, it's not like they're just some hired guns that come in there and say, all right, well, here's the record. Let's just play it how it is or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, they they helped play the parts on the record. So, yeah, it's I mean, a cool it, way to create. It, yeah. it wouldn't be a Muscadine Bloodline record without our band. So, yeah. it's just try, any way to kind of stick out and just, I mean, we... Our group's pretty tight, and and we keep try to keep it like a family. We want to keep everybody involved, yeah. And uh, you know, keeping everybody busy keeps everybody paid too. So yes. that's you know that's a that's another thing. But I, I would say another thing with this record that I don't even know if Charlie and I've talked about at at links, but this was like the first time we'd put out a record where there wasn't like clear favorites. Uh, from the fans, so like and it, from us, yeah. Like, and so it was like, if you went around the room and our whole band's like, "What was your favorite song?" You're probably gonna get a different one for everybody. And then also too, when the fans were like, "We're like, what's the f- favorite songs off of it?" And they're like, "I don't care." It's just like someone's doing this one, this, this, this one. And so usually we'd been like, "Okay, there's three that we can can all kind of know that these are the ones that are you know." Most of the fans are liking the most, and uh, I mean, you get to see it on Spotify. And then yeah. when it came out, we're like, man, all these songs are toe to toe. This is kind of cool. So it's yeah. it's great to feel like when you make a a record, and that's what we want to do too. It's another part of the evolution is we just want to make really good records, like not really con- more concerned about breaking records or anything. It's just man, just like let's just throw it out there and make the best record we possibly can. Yeah, I feel like y'all are like writing a big book, and each record is a chapter, and like the singles and the EPs were kind of like the prequel. And I mean, it's that's like, one of the best ways to put it. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's honestly like thinking back to burning at both ends. That was you guys coming out of that era of Muscadine, what you guys had recorded before. Before COVID and then released during COVID, dispatches you guys. And all you right, turn another page. Yep, this, is, this is this is our sound. This is how, what we think about a lot of things. And then this is and then Teenage Dixie that we're from the South. We yep. we we have these stories. We got something to say, and this is our sound. We like to rock it a bit, and we have we have tons of heaters on there. I yep. can't wait to see what Chapter Four sounds like. I'm sure you guys are already oh, planning the next yeah. one, dude. Honestly, <laughs> don't stop. I mean, we it's it's about done. Uh, we got. I think we're like one song <laughs> That's shy. Ridiculous Just psycho. Just keep going, baby. Just yeah, it's just keep I mean, it. Keep the ball moving. I mean, that's our favorite. My, my, my favorite thing, and Charlie too. It's like I'm a, I'm a songwriter. Yeah. Like that's you know I'll die a songwriter. That's that's what I love to do. It's my favorite part. The show and going playing touring. That's just 
a you know a part of doing it but my favorite part is the studio and and you know writing songs so you're always you know stretching that creativity and yeah and it's kind of weird we i'm not gonna give like give away details but it's been kind of cool because we kind of have this plan set for the next few years about what we're putting out and so now we know what those records are so we were writing specifically for records instead of just like hey i had this song i did it's you know, blah, blah, blah. And it, and it might end up being a really good song or might be terrible. But so it's been kind of a cool thing and a challenge to be like, okay, we're looking at this body of work, these 12, 13 songs. What does this need? Okay, well, let's, let's write that. And so that's what it's made it cool. And you're right. That's the whole point of records to us. I feel like another thing that a lot of people have lost sight of is just, they pick their, 10 or 12 favorite songs that they've written in the past couple years and put it on a project instead of being like, Oh no, let's make something that cohesively flows together that has different ebbs and flows and journey and that sort of thing. And so I don't know, it's, it's been really cool to, you know, just dial it back and Charlie and I are, you know, doing most of the writing just by ourselves. And you guys are pr- getting, you guys are producing it with your guy who's been with you since day one. Right. Ryan. Fuck yeah. Your, like I said, Ryan's it's like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And yeah. it's, it's kind of like, we just enjoy. Well, we got a taste of like, Hey, everything. let's go do this thing. We learned in the beginning. Hey, okay, we'll try this producer and that producer. And then it's just like, which is fine. You know, it's like, that was an evolution of the, just part of learning. You know, you never know unless you try. And we just didn't like it as much as, go into our friend's studio house. It's like, it felt most comfortable to us to do it how we had been doing it. And so we were like, okay, let's peel the curtain back a little bit. Let's save money on yeah. top of that and just go make the records we want to make with our friends. And it's, 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 it's pretty easy to, yeah. to work like that. It's so grassroots, the situation over there at the Amber Sound currently. Yeah, totally. Because it's like, it's y'all have your office. Brad, who is just the man. I've, I've, he is great. I've, he, to me, is one of, the be- one of the best things I ever did in my life. <laughs> you did. Was, yeah, was we finding, gotta thank you for that. Finding the ultimate merch manager. Because he, yeah, he, he can sling merch like I can, but he's got an organization that I will never have. And, and he's, he's a great designer. Oh, like he, yeah. He's good at coming up with ideas. Like He's really in tune so with the young like yep. crowd and what they want. Because he's young. I mean, yeah. he's like 24. Yep. And so it's like he knows what these younger kids want, and like, and we know a little bit of what's cool. But he'll show us something that would not not necessarily be our idea. But he's like, just trust me, like this is what kids want. And we're like, okay, let's yeah, just the, try it. You yeah, know? the merch game is just insane, and I think that's because you guys are grassroots and you guys are independent. Y'all can do whatever the fuck you want to do, exactly. which is so cool. And and the fact that Ray's Rowdy's in that building, and that's that's Nikki T's somebody that's been riding and dying with you. And then Ryan's downstairs recording the records, and you guys got a business meeting there. And Tyler's living yeah, our there. tour you manager guys, lives yeah. there. So you're, you're, Tyler's the headquarters. Not, he's not just your tour manager. He's yeah. your tour oh, manager, yeah. your production yeah. manager, your front of house. He wears a lot of hats. It is funny to see, like, you know, from when Ryan, we were, you know, Ryan was just using the studio space in the beginning of, you know, somewhere. It was, okay, it was called 4115, and it was in East Nashville or whatever. And then he bought this house and built the studio. And, like, we recorded in that house in every phase of the studio. So it was like, it was just a house at one point. And then he built the live room. And then he moved to another house. And now we rent the house from him. We rent the entire house Mm -hmm. from Ryan. Mm -hmm. And, like you said, it's like, and now you know, Nick Ray's Rowdy lives yeah. there. <laughs> Our and, tour manager slash PM lives yeah, there. Yeah, and then uh, then there's a, a session going on all the time there. Then it's not even Ryan a lot of the time. It's just like <laughs> yeah. some other people. But 
it's been cool. Like, shout out to Ryan and the Amber Sound. The, uh, He's a grinder, man. Like, uh, you know, Ben Chapman just did his live Dude, record there. Ben Chapman, and, the Tyler Halverson stuff. Yeah, we did Tyler stuff there. And so it's just – it's a lot of cool stuff coming out of there. And I, I hope more and more people just keep coming to that and realizing that you don't have to have – the A-list studio to go cut a record. and You can if you want, yeah, but go, you go definitely don't have to. But yeah. Yeah, we just – on and, too, with this record, by doing it with Ryan, doing it with our band, we weren't on the the time clock of, okay, we, we got to hurry, hurry up because we spent so much money on this. We it's, only get four days, you know. Right, and so – and that was one thing we kind of got burdened with was we're like, man, like – the part we are rushing is the most important. It's like, imagine you sit and write a song, and it sits in a Dropbox file for a year, and you're playing it at rounds, and you're, you know, you're sitting in your bedroom playing it over and over, and then you go to the studio with these incredible session players, and they finish it in two hours. And I'm, like and how does that compute? So, you know? and I was just like, man, like the thing that matters the most is the music, and and that's really kind of. We had that come to Jesus, too, in 2020 when we were just like, man, like, the music's what drives everything. Yeah. It's not it's not a TikTok trend. It's not even a live show because the music's going to get people to the show. And so, like, forever. You, and yeah. you need to have a great live show because you want them to come back. But but m- pushing the needle, moving moving all the pieces, it starts with the music, and we lose sight of that a lot. It's just like, oh, like, we got a hit here, and, you know, we'll – we will go and cut it when whenever it's just like so on this record i mean it was a six week process you we know cut it twice yeah we did the record twice <laughs> you what you did it twice yeah so we came in with the guys Jeez. and we were like let's pretend like this is the record this isn't just a hey demo we'll we'll nitpick later it's no we're nitpicking now and then let's go home for a couple two or three weeks Stew on some it. things, literally live with it for, a, and then come back and and it's funny too because now you go play it live and and you st- and then you end up with things mostly with like vocal phrasing. There's I think. still a couple things you want to change. You're just like, oh you know? man, I wish we would have changed that. But it's yeah. just like, but you get it to a point where you're just like, man, this is you've you've done the due diligence and it's like, okay, now put it out there and. Well, that was one of the mistakes I feel like that we mm-hmm. made in the beginning, you know, just speaking on what he said about rushing the process because, like, we didn't have the money to make it in the, in the beginning. It was like, oh, we're stretching our last dollar to make these records now. How and, much like, was Port Swing Angel again? Oh, we well, probably spent like 500 dollars. <laughs> 500 yeah. bucks in Ryan's garage at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. That, but uh, like, learning from that, it's like, you know, I mean, there's even things on Porch Wing Angel like that. We, if we could recut it, it wouldn't be like that. We would recut it differently, probably. But it's probably like, wouldn't write that song today. To right, be yes. right. Yeah. So it's like yeah. you know, thankful for everything and every mistake and every pass and every you know part of the journey. But it's like you know, there's so many times in our career where we went back and you know later on we're like, man, like I wish we would have changed that on the record or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, and we don't really have that conversation about Porch Wing, but it's like there's <laughs> yeah. plenty of our other records yeah. and stuff where we're like, man, you know that could have been better, and mm-hmm. that's what we're that's the part we're trying to perfect and stay away from, and like hopefully never have that conversation again. You yeah, know? as creatives, you're always gonna hear something and make it want it want it to be better, but. We try our best to get it get it right the first yeah, time. Now, how many years have you guys been like not having to come down to this part of town now? You guys got out of the publishing deals when? That was like right when I joined up 18, with you. End yes. of 18. End of 18, 18. yeah, because I joined up with you guys summer of 19. Was like when I it was like right before we put out Enemy, which I think was in like December of 18. Yeah. 
So that, that was when we got so out that of was a big though putting it that because that song obviously was you guys singing about some real shit that was mm -hmm. going on with y'all personally y'all yeah. kind of really kickstart the the independent thing at that point like 2018 to 2019 right before covid that's some some wild stuff going on for you guys back then huh yeah, there was, and there was still a lot to figure out, I think. And I think we were just, just you know. puppies, man. Just yeah, we were. <laughs> like, it, we just, we'd gone to, you know, we had a, a publisher at Creative Nation, great people. The Lairds are awesome. And, uh, I mean, they took a chance on us, and, and that really helped us out at first. And then we kind of just were like, man, like, it's all about finances. And at that point, we just needed, didn't need the capital. And we saw ourselves, I think, this is just my I, Charlie might not agree with this, but this is, maybe someone can resonate with this listening. But I think a lot of times, like having a publishing deal and writing four times a week, that is a smoke and mirror game of making you feel Feeling like you're busy. busy. Yeah, and then going on the road every weekend, like you and guys then you're were. like, oh wait, when do we go and record these songs we've been writing? When do you go record content? Yeah. When do stuff, when do know? we do content? When do we come up with? better merch and that sort of thing and we just kind of changed our priorities and and that's when it really kind of started moving and then actual money started coming and that's like oh okay well you know we can actually you know do this stuff by ourselves and really that was our option because we you know we went through the whole like hey, here's these eps we made with luke laird and no labels were biting on them so we're just like all right well we just gotta act like no one's gonna help us and would and then now here we are in 2023 and it's just like we ain't looking for help we're just gonna keep doing what we do yeah it's too so, far gone now yeah so it's <laughs> we can't just know too much and own too much and just yeah and there's so many other artists that have done there's other artists that have done that before you guys like bj barham with american yeah. aquarium oh, yeah, yeah. and a lot of the the guys that are out of the that are out of the texas scene and like there's strong independent things and you guys are carrying that torch now and now with the way streaming is and the way social media is you yeah. really can do it all yourself if you're able to put in the grind which you guys have a work ethic that i think is unmatched i think the yeah. fact there's two of you takes it, it to definitely another level definitely well. helps. Yes. <laughs> but, but i mean it, to be honest like you start realizing, like, yeah, there's a there's a lot of legwork in the beginning, but we kind of got to a point now where it's like, I'm not saying we don't do nothing because we do still do a lot, but it's like it's at a pace that's not going to kill you. Yeah. It's not as much. I would say it's not as much pressure to like just get up to get up. Like in the beginning, yeah. it was like, how can we just get up and work? And now it's like way more calculated. It's way more like aimed at a certain, a certain goals instead of just being like, hey, let's just get up to get up, and mm -hmm. if we make some cool content, like, whatever, it's like, nah, like, you know, the like, like, luckily, we have, you know, we have an income stream, or three or four of them in our yeah. business, and it's great, and it's like, but it's like, okay, well, now we can take a calculated mindset to it, and it's like, okay, let's really dive into this merch thing more, like, all right, let's, let's take a day and, and care about that, all right, let's take a, a day and write two songs, like, we wrote two songs yesterday, and then it's like, days like today, okay, let's take a day and go do some promo stuff, like, i.e. podcasts and stuff yeah. like that, instead of just getting up to get up you know like yeah. i think that's been one of the biggest changes it's like you don't have to spend as much time i would say like you don't have to spend eight hours a day doing it anymore yeah you know it's yeah. like you're, you're able to take a step back and worry about the bigger picture instead of the little yeah which you, is the hardest transition yeah. to make but yeah and you guys are at a point now where you're you're both happily married you're both how you're both in in houses not sharing an yeah. apartment or yeah. live shit split shit renting a room from someone like yeah y'all are doing the damn thing money alleviates a lot of problems you know in what you know in every business and marriage like what whatever so it's just kind of like it's just when you get to a point where you're like okay like we're making we're, ma we're, we're comfortable and so it's like 
there's not much more I desire. And so it's like our kind of thing is now it's like, dude, if it gets no bigger than this, I don't we care. We can make it work. <laughs> y'all, are, y'all, y'all are in a damn tour bus now. We're right. the crew. So, like, right. So, right. so it's kind of one of those things where it's like, man, like it, if it if it don't get better than this, that's okay. Like this is awesome. So it's right. kind of the, like the drive and you always want to make it right. better. But so yeah. it's just like that my mentality of like being content with where you are and running your own race, but yet still like, I mean, obviously Driven. we want more people at shows and more people to come to the table and listen to music. And it's just like, it just takes time and our journey's different than every single person's. So yeah, yeah, it's like, it comes down to like two or three things. It's like, okay, try your best to make a better record every time. It's like, that's the, that's the main priority. And like, we've started to figure out that's like, if you put every single marble you have, every chip in your basket in the record, it's like a lot of the other stuff will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and you still have to care, but like yeah. the, the record is the blood running through your body, you know? And then like, your arm is the merch and then your leg is the touring and your you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like without the that heartbeat pumping it all through there, and it, there's nothing, you know? Yeah, so if you absolutely. care about the, the record, a lot can ca- take care of itself. Yeah, something I've gotten to experience over the last few years, and I got to experience a little bit with you guys. My first shows with you, with you boys were in the Deep South, were Huntsville and Macon, and then mm-hmm. Boaz and Heflin. I got a real oh, good God. taste of Roll Tide, War Eagle, all that yeah. stuff. And then I've the last few years, it's, I've obviously been out with Trey, and yeah. So I've gotten to know the Alabama scene a lot. I've gotten to experience it down there. Two Alabama and, acts, you know. Yeah, two, two, <laughs> two. Up until recently, two independent Alabama acts, yeah, like yeah. like doing it very grassroots, where where Trey's to the way that it was running. He said the same man, like everything was based out of Birmingham. It's like a family of style, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah which yeah. just like how you guys were, um, and or, or how you guys are, and it's like I've gotten to kind of appreciate the scene that's out of Alabama. Like going back to when you guys were doing it, when Riley was doing it, and when, when um, what was it? Wayne Mills, I think, is the oh, the OG yeah. down there, the and and sure. and and Jamie Johnson, and and guys that have been guys and girls that have been coming up for years. How how important do you think it was to come up out of that scene and have those times playing those bar gigs at Moe's Barbecue, playing at Sky oh, Bar, bro, playing I mean, those frat parties? Like you guys made a living doing that for a long time. I feel like that's what elevates the live show and elevates you guys as entertainers because you learn yeah. how to play those. It's rowdy just that places. ten thousand hours, man. I think I think like you know it doesn't feel as important now because like you know you're playing bigger shows and stuff, but it's you know when you look back, it's like. You know, playing cover songs, like, for better or worse, you're learning how to entertain a crowd. So, like, that's definitely something that's you can tell when people have cut their teeth into bars. And, like, you can tell. Like, you, and you can also tell when people haven't. Yeah. So, it's like... There's a lot of guys know, and girls that haven't. Yeah, for better or worse, it's like, do I wish we c- could have played the bars less, probably? And, like, yeah, for sure. Like, everybody does. But I think it was so important to learn that way and fail that way, you know, because... You know, even before we were playing together, it's like I le- I was playing in the bars for three or four years, making a living without a job, you know. So it was like, yeah, I was thankful for that. But, I mean, no one ever became famous off playing cover songs. So yeah. I think I think yeah. making that transition is The transition is, is, is tough because yeah. you sometimes get stuck. It's the same kind of thing as, like, a uh, guy moves to Nashville and starts playing on Broadway, and it's like, okay, now he's playing four or five days a week on Broadway, and there's no time making to do cash. You know? Yeah, making money, making good money. But it's like, at what expense? Yeah, well, know? that's why. That's what I. What I think separates 
being for being in that that having that local kind of circuit because you guys in a way were touring where you weren't in the same place for multiple nights and all like you weren't playing like the guys that play broadway they're just they're some, they're on yeah. broadway seven days a week perception is reality yes. we have, i mean like we we kept busy yes. we weren't necessarily touring and they weren't no, sexy gigs yeah, but, you guys but were, we were playing different towns you guys were huntsville to birmingham to montgomery yeah. to auburn mm-hmm. to tuscaloosa yeah, mississippi to, oh, yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah like you guys Triple were Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had about 10 cities yeah. that we were rotating in yeah which which to me is just it it because there's there's guys and girls that are coming up now that have that experience too and it's something that i see because i get to look at these these folks firsthand when they come up they're all like hey how do we get on your round and i get to see them as they come up and you can see the folks that are really green and the folks that have that have kind of done it and uh yeah it's pretty obvious yeah and but i i just i've gained a lot of appreciation for that that scene of of Alabama, Georgia, the the sixty five South Beach Tree, all the folks that are down. Like I've gotten to see it. And you guys were kind well, you of know the all four- of them. Now. Yeah, you guys were <laughs> you guys were kind of at the forefront. Like that yeah. era of that 2015-2016 was when that scene was exploding with with you guys, with Riley, yeah. with Luke. Like people are coming out of that. So it's, yeah, it's I mean, cool we all helped those guys like create the sixty five South logo. Yeah, like, yeah. They, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, what's I think a cheat code that we take for granted is that. Now that we are in Nashville, when we first moved here, all of our gigs weren't that far away. So yeah. imagine you're from imagine being from Wisconsin. Or yeah, and it's either. like you can't just run up to you know Milwaukee, you know, and then run back to Nashville yeah, really that's quick. A, yeah. So it's like that was one thing we did in the beginning. I remember, I remember like Charlie and I were switching off vehicles, and we would literally. T- tour our way to, <laughs> to mobile alabama and then we'd stay at our parents house for a couple of days and have some family time and then we tour our way back to nashville come up here for two or three days right and then it was back again it was just up and down 65 in it and so but uh so that was a blessing like uh that i don't take for granted at all because we could just you know hop in the truck on a wednesday and be in auburn in, in four hours you know it yeah. wasn't you know and then you're you know you only got to go to birmingham there's this we are a, lucky our scene yeah. was close. It's yeah. like it's it's almost kind of a catch twenty two or a juxtaposition kind of because I think a lot of Alabama is so used to just like every bar has live music. Yeah, which we don't have that in New York right. at all. So most places don't have so it. So what, what what we see is like when you go show up to South Dakota and when you show up to you know, Oklahoma, Iowa or where wherever where there's just not that Hey, every night of the week, there's, there's just someone bar, playing. Yeah. Someone's playing low places, you know, somewhere. Yeah. And so it's like they really come out and they're super excited. And and then like not to discredit Alabama or the South because there's a cool culture there, but it's like we see more people excited in other places yeah. than the South. It's kind of been funny. they don't have the oversaturation, right? Because every night of the week, you know, someone's playing at Zydeco. You know, yeah. In, in, yeah, in Tuscaloosa, there's ten bars that have live music, right? Yeah. Every night, it's like take your pick. Like they don't have to go, like, oh, this guy's playing. It's like, oh, we'll just hear the same song. Well, that's to Galettes, then go to Rhythm, and then go yeah, to exactly. this, and then go exactly. to that. Yeah, that's I mean, precisely. we used to we used to say at our buddy John Wayne's house. And we would literally play three gigs at three different bars in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, every night. It's like we would only one advertise night. one of them. Yeah. What were, what were the three? What were the? What was the? Mostly bars it was like there? Red Shed Galette, and Galette. Yeah. Those were yeah. the two, two big ones. But that was another hack. That was like we would only promote one of them. Yeah. So it's like 
The other two were just paychecks. It's like, oh, well, let's just promote one so it doesn't look like we're just like playing the same town over and over. Yeah. It's like, life hack, just promote your favorite one and then just play the others and just get the check. Because reality, no one really cared anyway. So <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. It's but, like, but, it, but it made us, but it made us, you know, the perception is like, oh, wow, they're like on the road. And was, yeah. that, was that acoustic duo back then or did you guys oh, yeah. have Zolti at that point? No, no, no. we didn't have Zoltan yet. Uh, we, we didn't have Zoltan until like we were playing real, like, I mean, it was after Portion Angel. You know, it's like, he came out the first weekend he came out was the weekend Shut Your Mouth came out. So oh, it was wow. like it was like July or June of of seventeen. We were out with Corey or Smith. sixteen or something like that. Yeah, we and it was the the route was Myrtle Beach in Orlando. So it was like and we we're <laughs> no, driving no hotel. We didn't yeah, we didn't and we didn't sleep. I remember I drove all through the night from Myrtle Beach to to Orlando. Well, you're and, following a bus. Like, it's like, yeah. you know, in our van, it was like, oh, we usually tried to keep it around like six hour commute limits because it's like, you have to sleep. Yeah. You and if you're yourself. in the van, you're really not sleeping. So it's like, we were, we literally were following the van. It was basically 10 hours, 10 hours, 10 hours. And we took a nap. I remember we took a nap in Orlando the the morning before the show and that was it like we yeah. we like slept a little bit that was and then it had the money so we drove yeah that back was Zoltan's first was, yeah. and he's still with you yeah yeah I mean, he, he, he like later. came out I remember he's talked about it like in a funny way you know many times he was just like bro I didn't I didn't know what I was getting myself into like he was yeah. like that was a gauntlet first weekend and you know what's cool is Zoltan has never had to sub a gig. Ever really? Yeah, he hates. He's got one coming up, and he's really upset about it. Because, but I mean, he's, he's getting, getting married. married so. He's getting married. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so, but it was it was kind of yeah. cool because like you're like, oh, th- dude, he's been with us six years. I mean, like, he's one of the most loyal, everything. Yeah, loyal guys, and he's been through regime changes and yep. and a, a bunch changes, of stuff. Like, and he's agent changes. Yeah, the course. But yeah, we we love Zoltan. Yeah, he's seen it all. And then you guys met because he was the was he the session? Yeah, Zol- so yeah, Ryan yeah. hired him. To come play percussion on Portswing Angel. Because we were like, man, what? Like, we had recorded the guitars and the vocals and stuff. And he was like, wow, I kind of want to, let's see if we like, put some percussion on it. And he was like, I just know this guy down the street. He'll do it for cheap. He did it for like 25 bucks. And Zoltan was new to town too. So he was just like, I'll just do it. It was like 50, 25 or 50 yeah. bucks. And then when we needed a drummer, he was the only one we knew. So <laughs> Seriously. And he happens to be an incredible drummer. So yeah. it's, from, from Mendocino, California, yeah, dude, coming off, you know teaming up with them boys from Alabama. That's yeah. fucking, fucking wild, man. Yeah, um, it's it is wild. still there, baby. It's cra- crazy, crazy looking back on a lot of that stuff, and and obviously like the shows. Like, did was it weird coming out of COVID and getting back to it? Like, did you guys see kind of a weird thing? The that I mean, we just got so out? used to not playing. I think that yeah. like. I don't think it was like weird. Like I was excited to come back for sure, but it also like just felt so strange because we had never like since you know since for me it was like two thousand eleven. I'd never been home that much in my entire life. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, for real. Yeah. So I was like, it was even like a learning experience for Gary and I. And like I remember reading like me and Mallory. It was like we're spending so much more time together when, than we usually did. And we were just like, what's going on? Like this yeah. is so weird. We we're having to learn like how to be together more. And yeah. like it was just a I think that was the biggest adapting thing is like got used to being home, which we do like being at home. Yeah. And we I mean, have that the was luxury one thing, of being there more. Yeah, now, that was one thing great. we've learned we learned from that. It's like, oh man, like because we I think just like everybody after you know, everyone got back to live shows. It was kind of like we had to hit the ground running and we were playing catch up. And so it was like, and then I remember that first year, it was like, I mean, literally we came back and, and we were like, dude, like, let's, we, the, I think it was, I guess it was 2021. 20, yeah, 2021. 
Um, no, no, it was 2022. Yeah, we took a six month break. We just but 2021 like, was like pretty busy too. Were you guys right. doing like the shows where there was like the limited capacity and like yeah, the we mass, did. like the spread we out? Did do those. Yeah, which was stupid. Like it was it, weird. It, it, it was it was a weird vibe. It was one of those things where it's like I remember our first show was the San Antonio Rodeo, and it's this huge arena, and it's like a ten thousand cap arena, and. Obviously, we were like just the entertainment kind of thing. There yeah. wasn't ten thousand people to see us, but but uh, they they it was only ten percent capacity. So you have this ten thousand person arena, and or maybe more, Spaced and a thousand out. people are in there. And I remember we do our thing at Portugal. It's like put the lights up, and it's just like this bearing little like it's like stars yeah, in the yeah, sky, yeah, twinkles. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't cool. It wasn't a sea of lights. Yeah, so it was just like, and then you realize like, oh wow, when they turn when they turn the lights off, you didn't really realize because. The there was no one in the pit. I guess in the pit or the the rodeo yeah. arena so or the you know when he's the horse pit, arena, yeah. horse, and so it's just everybody in the stands and we just like look up and they're like we see it and it's like oh wow there's not many people here <laughs> but then the very next night we go to Oklahoma City. I can't remember. I don't know that, how you remember this. No. I, don't, I don't remember what that room was called. Diamond Ballroom. Yeah, Diamond Ballroom, and it was. We were like, it was a cool room. Yeah, we were just, and it sold out like really quick. And we we're like, oh dude, like everyone's jacked. And it was half capacity, but it was just like the room holds like three thousand people. So fifteen hundred people <laughs> were there, and they, it was just fifteen hundred people cluttered yeah, up. Yeah, they the weren't. Front. They weren't social yeah, distance. So, so we were like, just like, <laughs> just, just release more tickets, man. Yeah. Like whatever. So it, yeah, it was, it was a weird thing, but I think. At the end of the day, everyone just had the itch to play. So anything to play, I didn't care. I was just like, whatever. Like if people got to sit at a, a round table and have to be in a, you know, uh, barricaded off circle yeah, or whatever. I mean, you're just like, at the end of the day, it was like, okay, we can actually make money again. You know, it's like we weren't making money on the road for a long time. Yeah. Which was an adjustment. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. And then um, coming out of COVID too, or coming out in like the last year, a big, big thing for you guys, a big kind of for telling the Muscadine bloodline story, me on you is like a, a big moment in this chapter of where oh, you guys yeah, are at yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Like sure. what, what, where did that all kind of come from? Cause that's you two and Ryan on that song, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like, uh, cause it's ri- country as hell. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just the, awesome. The writing process was pretty, uh, unconventional for what we usually do. But, uh, we, we kind of got on this tear where I was going to go, I was just going to the studio and just laying down riffs. And so I had the riff for me on you. And then we were like, well, let's just write these like banger choruses and then just like let them sit and we'll come back to write them. So that was one of them. Ryan and I were there and we just started writing the chorus and we wrote the chorus and then showed it to Charlie. I remember he came to my house. We were sitting at my kitchen table and I was like, dude, I think this is really cool. And then Charlie, he's like, dude, what if we started out like no instruments, anything? It was just like this line and it was something like. Girl, I hope your daddy doesn't own a gun. It's like, I don't know why I was thinking that. Thing but. That's doing to me. And then, the, yeah. and then the beat drops, and we're like, oh, this is special. We're like, okay. And then we got to thank TikTok. Six seconds TikTok video just pops off, and we we had no idea. And it's just like, I mean, Trey had the same thing, right? Yeah. A, a big, you know, viral moment. and That you don't expect. Right. At and, all. And you can't. And, Not and, planning it. And it's know? tough because I think now, like, everyone is chasing a viral moment, and that, like, <clears> elevates <throat> the the whole sphere of it makes it harder to right. do it. I mean, and so it's like, and then you're you're like game planning for something to go viral, and it's just like you can't plan on that. It's just like it just happens. Yeah, and so it has to be so. And organic. so, but you taste a bit of that, and you're like, oh, dude, how how do we get that again? You know, so <laughs> and uh, we haven't. So <laughs> yeah, we haven't. But but that but that was the first song we put out off this record, and so it set the bar like really high. It, it yeah, did a it lot. Did. It did a lot. I mean, that's yeah. that's one that people just. 
Yeah, I mean, we haven't felt Belt that to the max. Like, we felt like, I guess, what I would consider, like, we had a break in the beginning with Porch Swing, but mm-hmm. we didn't have as many fans then. So, like, at what what felt like a break to us then was, like, oh, we can sell, like, 100 tickets now or whatever, like, in, in, in 20 markets, you know, but it's, like, you know, me on you happened, and it was six years, six, seven, even more years later, and it's, like, now you have you already have hundreds of thousands of people that listen to your music, you know, which is great. You like you've built it that far, but now it's like it spreads quicker because it's like this compounding interest of all the years you put in, and then it's like, oh, you have a you have a viral moment in year seven. You know, you're like, okay, like this is crazy. You've never seen this many people come to the table at one time. Over yeah. two million monthly listeners, I think, right now for you yeah. guys, which is yeah, it's crazy, it's which is massive. Yeah, it's I mean, the really our rise is kind of like you start Portrait Angel, boom, we're here, and then we just rode that barely climbing up for about six years, and so it's like I mean, we just put in our time. We were playing 150. 170 shows a year and and it was just like you see a crowd go from <laughs> too many shows uh, yeah yeah way <laughs> like too many suicidal amount of shows quite bj in american aquarium but no, he's no, dang no close. He's, i don't he, care what anybody says bro that dude is psychotic like he, he's he, fucked he, up the, the amount of shows they play yeah. is crazy see and now they play less shows but he just goes he he'll go out on like a 20 day run and plays 19 shows in 20 days and yeah then, and we still and joke at him we're like you're psycho i yeah, don't know how you do it he came to our show in raleigh and yeah. he's like yeah i'm at home for two months and then we'll We'll go back and just hit it hard for. I mean, it's days. an efficient way to do it. If yeah. you if you could actually like like Gary and I's voices wouldn't hold up for twenty days in a row. There's no possible way. No. I don't know. Maybe I guess after so many, you'd probably build up some sort of tolerance. But, but we've I never think, done more I think than the, like five. The break almost kills you like every time because like then you just like for us and that's our thing. Like we got to sound good. Like yeah. and 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 after three days of belting it, like yeah. You're, you're like, shot. Yeah. You almost feel you almost feel bad sometimes for the Thursday show because you're like, man, because in our heads, like subconsciously, we know we got two more nights of this. Like I can't so blow like, it out. Like Saturday always gets like you, you give just, it all. You just get, let it let it hang out. That or was that was how it felt. It was a Friday on that run? I was out with you guys. That, yeah. that night in Charlotte. I mean, no disrespect to Richmond or Raleigh. Those no. shows were great. Incredible. Too, yeah. But, yeah. And maybe it's biased because I actually got to be in the room yeah. watching that, you that, guys. That, that is true. I was, on, you. I was on a fucking platform. I yeah. had the best view. You were in like, I'm yeah. watching. Oh, I was like, yo, I'm seeing the boys. <laughs> yeah. And you guys have gotten to take out some cool. And you guys spent a lot of time as as openers and as, yeah, yeah. as support. And you have some some big stuff coming up this year with Mr. Eric fucking Church, which is. Pretty, yeah. pretty wild and got to be crazy. But you guys have, have now are now in the position of bringing out your friends, like bringing out people that you believe in, like like Tyler, like Ben and yeah. Meg, yeah. like bro. Nate Frederick. I know is going to be coming out yeah. on some like that's going to be some of his first shows. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, like folks that you guys believe in. Like how cool it's, is that now? I, I think it's I think it's cool because just kind of how we built this thing. A lot of times, like in the old days, it used to just be like, hey, who else? at the booking agent we were at it's like okay who else is on the roster or whatever and then you might not even like the music and it might not be a good fit and so we're just kind of now that we built we don't like this it's yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's it's more so just like who are we fans of and and who because our fans are very like okay if if they're playing with muscadine like we'll be fans too they're a cult right it it protects our own credibility to bring out great people like if we don't like the people you know you're 
your fans can tell. Yeah. You know? Like you saw some of that with us. It's like not mentioning names, but it's like some people will come out or whatever. And like our fans will even be like, who are these people? Yeah. yeah. Why are they on tour with you? Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool. There's a lot of a, a cool, awesome artists coming out. Like we've had, like we had Cole Chaney out. Really dig his stuff. Yeah. He's killer. Ben was with us for, for Ben feels like a little brother to yeah, us now. Yeah. I know. <laughs> we love Ben and he's just so fun. And, and we were in a place we can't do it anymore because we're tapped out on the bus, but it, it made it easier because we were just like, dude, just ride the bus with us whoever and it's like save some cash on travel because we we get it we've been there like and people did that for us yeah like and, and so kip like, did that for us and luke Combs has done that for us it's like damn it'd be nice to let some other people help like yeah, help yeah. them out like hey come ride for it's free like, it's, it's hard to ask someone to come open the show for you know in texas and drive for i mean those opening slots y'all y'all probably done them it's not it's, you don't do it for the money you do it for the exposure yep. but it's like i mean i remember we went on a tour with whiskey myers for like six six weeks or eight weeks and we lost like thirty thousand dollars but the exposure was great yeah it got it's a, it, it helped grow in the world. right yeah. so it's like you know it's, it's just, an investment it's you know? right it's just a cost of of doing it and so and that that leads back to the same kind of conversation of you know people staying in the bar gig because like man i already got you know you know this bar gig on wednesday night at sky bar pays more than any opening slot we were getting duo acoustic you know you know coming well, like, up i can tell you like a funny story about bradley jordan you yeah know, it's like and he he's one of our favorite people in the whole industry like love that dude he's one of the pioneers of you know b- he's the best young artists and he's the best a like, and r and yeah, yeah i mean and, and like in the beginning you know he he took a shot on us and like I had like a friend reach out to him, was like, check these people out. And he did. And like, he like listened to our music and everything and started putting us on shows. And it was that same transition moment that Gary was talking about. It was like, he was like, hey, man, like, I want to book you guys a show at Bourbon Street in Auburn, which is like one of our, which was Auburn was one of our, you know, quote unquote bigger markets at the time. But it was like, it was like, it's going to be, you know, for example, it's like, okay, it's going to be $500 guarantee, but. Like, it's like, I know you're getting paid $1,500 over here, you know, at Sky Bar, but it's like, it's going to $500 guarantee, but we're going to give you 80% of the door, you know? So, but at the time, like, that just doesn't compute to us because yeah. we're just like, more cash is here. This is way bigger of a risk. When you got to eat, you're like, man, like, yeah. I don't want to take risk. Yeah. And he was like, look, dude, like, I promise you, he was like, we're going to put, we're going to at least put 300 people in this show. You're going to leave with more money than you made at Sky Bar. And it, I remember even the first time he offered us the thing, we were like, no, like, we're just going to keep doing the and thing. Sky Bar is just the spot. It's just an, an electric it's, atmosphere. It's an ego boost it's because, fun. like, you just feel like people care, but they don't really know no. who you are. Yeah, okay. Like, as long as you're playing, <laughs> what's cool it doesn't matter but yeah. like we finally you know he finally convinced us he's like dude trust me like being a hard ticket act is god it's everything in this business try it and we finally tried it and we were like and we made more money that night it wasn't like ten thousand dollars or some shit but it was like you know a few, like a couple thousand or whatever and you're like oh man like you're right you know and like that was our first taste of being like okay you gotta risk you have to risk in this business to you're gonna lose in the beginning you have to lose to win you know, it's not just going to be a sexy guarantee every show you go play. And now that you're worth hard tickets, it's almost even worse being like, hey, I don't want a guarantee. I'd rather just take the risk and, you know, take the, the take the 100% of the door or 80% of the back end. Well, and, well that's so much of, of y'all's story is betting on yourselves yeah, and doing yeah. it how you want to. Like, you guys are the door deal of, of country music. <laughs> y'all bet on Hell yourselves yeah, and, y'all, and y'all are fucking no, but and, and and I mean that in, like, the, the absolutely best way possible because y'all yeah. bet on yourselves and – and are doing it better your than way. the doorknob. You better know? than yeah. being the doorknob. Everybody's fucking grabbing <laughs> <Yeah>. on shit. <laughs> For real, dude. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, 
I mean, it's this shit ain't that deep. Like that's that's the reality of it. It's when we prioritized it because I'm the head case of the group. Like I'm the one. It's like all you know, always stressed about everything. And Charlie's great to level me out. It's a great. And he levels me out because I'm like great, I can relax a little too far sometimes, and he'll be like he'll pull me back to like, hey, let's let's keep grinding. You know, so like, it's all a, right, thanks. It's a, it's a great <laughs> partnership and great yin and yang, but. uh yeah, it's just kind of one of those things where we were just like, man, like this extra stuff just don't matter. Like, and there's just stuff I don't want to do, and there's stuff he don't want to do, so we ain't gonna do it. So it's kind of like, okay, let's just do what we want to do, and what we want to do is make really good records, and then go play that. Record it's like, hey, really I don't well. want to go do the local TV thing. Like, I just don't care. Yeah, yeah. like I don't. It's just like, what does it add? You yeah. know. Well, also, I don't. I think your fans don't. You guys have such a diehard fan base, and I, I had always remembered that. But then going out and subbing for you all this 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 last run was I've I forgot how. It's probably a cool like moment for you because you're like, well, I left and saw these shows, and it's like I see them on social media. You've probably been to Charlotte with us before. I have. I've been the Coyote. It's like I know they're doing good, but it's like when you get to see the fans and like see the show, I feel like it helps put in perspective. The the damn merch numbers. Like I'm a good merch salesman, but it ain't all me. People are just (laughs) people are loving, man. It's it's a movement. People love. Like last night, for example, at Live Oak, I saw two two separate hats. I saw the the black, um, the one with the uh, with the, the grape, grape on, on grape it, yeah. on, and then I saw the master or the turkey hat, the one yeah. with the turkey feather yeah. on it. Just people around Nashville, even wearing the merch, hey, like it's cheat code. Take it for what it is, but a lot of these acts in town don't pay attention to merch, and and they're dumb. It's like, not. what do you I want? Mean, you want someone to 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 equal? You got to get what freaking. A million streams to about get the what it costs to get you know someone Sell to purchase a t-shirt. A t-shirt. Yeah. It's like, yeah. man, dude, like let's. I don't care if they buy records. If they want to buy a t-shirt, so be it. Yeah, so, don't, yeah. don't leave millions on the table by yeah. not giving a shit. Because yeah, people yeah. don't, and you, and then you start seeing those those things. And I mean, that's a testament to honestly having a good salesman in you. And then when Brad came in and we took because we do all our merch in house, yes. and so it's not like a bigger company or whatever doing it. Like Brad ships it out from the house. Yes, he does. And so I was there for yeah, I saw. Her Least week, Fe- yeah. <laughs> I saw. I saw. Fe- those it was they, they hate his ass, but <laughs> but it's one of those things where we started paying attention, and it's just like having a guy who wakes up every day and all he thinks about is how can I better the merch for Muscadine, and it's just like. I'll, I don't even care if they like Muscadine Bloodline. I want people to buy a T-shirt that they think this T-shirt is cool. Yeah. And so it's like, I mean, obviously I want them to like Muscadine, well, I, but I mean, like, yeah. I just mean like I would rather have some bystander just walk by and be like, oh, that's cool. That that shirt or hat is really cool, and yeah. I, I, I'd wear that. Well, I think the design's cool, but I think also too just the the fans, just people buy into what you guys are yeah. about and what the sound is, whether that's the sound from from five six years ago or yeah. that's the current Teenage Dixie stuff yeah. that's out right now, and like it's it's really cool to see and. Yeah, watch it, you guys build what you have, and I think that's also too. It's like, man, you want people to be fans of you. Like, you want them to be fans of music, but you want them to be like our brand is tangible. It's always been that we're on social media. We're the ones responding. You know, we do free meet and greet after the shows. Still, when it's like, even it's sometimes it's a headache. We'll be out there for an hour yep. or so, and it's like <laughs> sometimes you're sick and tired. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's like, but it's like, man, this like what's going to set us apart? 
if what if another artist is playing in town, what are we willing to do that they aren't willing to do that those people would be like, oh, those are pretty cool guys. Yeah. And you know? the crazy thing is that it's not that hard. No, it's not. <laughs> There's a lot of things that are very easy that artists neglect to do yeah. just because they don't want to do it, yeah. which is fine. Like, I respect it. If you don't want to do it, I, yeah. I, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But we're willing to do the stuff it, they don't want to do. Yeah. And that's one of those things that's to us, it's like, it's not about the money. It's like, I want, I just want people to like be fans. Like, yeah. that's how you retain people and yep. create a culture to where it's like, they're just some normal dudes who have a different occupation than us and they just yeah. get on stage. Yeah, like, like they're, they're, your fans will be out in the golf course very soon, just like you will. Yeah. They're going to be sure. out in the woods calling those mm. damn turkeys. Yeah, man. Maybe not going all the places yeah. that you're going to because you're, <laughs> yeah. you're about to travel the country. So you, we, were, we were talking on the way up here. Yeah. How many states are you trying to hit this year? I got 10 on the list. <laughs> So uh, yeah, I got. So, so there still has to be a little magic so, in there. It's yeah. like, so what? 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 So Tennessee, Alabama. No, no. Uh, oh, well, he's I'll, already got yeah. those, buddy. Yeah. Oh, so you're not even going back to the honey holes. You're going. You're doing. Yeah, I'm just going to new places. Yeah. So tell them what you're trying to do. Like, well, so there's a thing called the Super Slam, and it's to kill one in the 49 states that have turkeys. And so, I'm 15 in, and so it's like, honestly, it's like. My my wife is super like she's great because she she knows it's a passion of mine and it's like it is it's kind of a tough thing because like okay we get off the road and then I'm still gone he's like see ya. yeah <laughs> so but it's kind of one of those things like um, I'm real passionate about it and I, and I want to get I want to get it in while my responsibilities are at the the minimal you know because yeah. there's gonna come a day where I got a couple kids running around you can't just like run them up in spring all 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 the turkey season until they're old enough to go out with right you. yeah <laughs> if bar I have some boys or a young girl who wants to go yeah. but uh because I probably want to go to you know dance recital and you know ballet and, cheer, and cheer, yeah. cheerleading if I have girls but uh <laughs> if Ashley has anything to do with it but uh but no yeah it's just uh I, it's t- it's honestly a lot of planning, uh, and it's not just like I just like just guess where I'm going. Like I've been planning for about six months. So and, what's the tour? What's the start? How right, is this going? Okay, if you want to hear, I do. I, I do. I got uh, South Carolina. We we play in Spartanburg next Friday, and then from there I'll go to South the South part of South Carolina because the whole state doesn't open at the same time. So I'll do that. Then we go to play with Turnpike in. Tulsa. And Tulsa, and then we're in Texas, and then actually Tulsa again. We're playing two nights with Turnpike, and then uh, I'll fly to I'll fly back, go to Georgia. And then we're done. It's Ashley's birthday. Then I go to Illinois. I drew like, and all these seasons have different parameters. They start different. They have different like season dates. They have you know certain states you have to draw so you have to like put in for draw so if you don't draw one state you're planning on going that changes the plan you gotta have a backup plan. so it's like yeah. it's a bunch of this stuff so then after yeah. that it's after illinois uh ashley has two bachelorette trips back-to-back weekends perfect so i got like uh <laughs> perfect. i got a 14-day run that <laughs> girls think we hate that yeah we, we love it yeah so i start in start in delaware and then depending on if i get done there there's different parameters there. Like you can't hunt on Sundays in Delaware, nope. but you can in Maryland. So it's like, okay, well, if, you know, so the plan, hopefully it's, it's Delaware, Maryland. I drew New Jersey, hey. West Virginia, skip over, pizza too, yeah. skip over yeah. Virginia because North Carolina would be closing if I wait. So I'll go to North Carolina, come back. And then it's, I got a weekend trip to either Virginia or Oklahoma. I don't know yet. And then I got a weekend uh, trip, week trip with a buddy that does South Dakota and Minnesota. You know what other slam you're doing that you don't even realize? What? Finding the best 
Shitty gas station food, probably. Yeah, probably. You know? <laughs> Shitty gas station food. Yeah. And let me know where you end up going in Jersey, because yeah. that is my neck of the woods. I'm guessing you're going to be in South Jersey, the well, Pine Bar- the Pine Barrens areas, where I don't think you can. I'm not telling that. I will know. Sh- yeah, you're yeah. a hunter. Yeah. You're, yeah, guys, I'm give away my spot. That's like Trey with fishing. I ask him like, "Hey, man, where are you going fishing?" Like, I can't tell you that. Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, I know you can't." No. Uh, yeah. So, it's, <laughs> but if you want pizza recommendations, yeah. cheesesteak recommendations, yeah. I got you. Yeah. But no, it's 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 fun. I, I honestly I keep it pretty cheap because I I have a camper shell and I camp in the back of the truck Dude. and so it's and then I just bring a cooler of like deli meat bread and peanut butter and jelly and so it's like I'm a, I'm out there to hunt not like I'm on a time he thing. gets he gets serious so it's about not it, yeah. like a, it's not like a hey like and I go by myself because if I had a, a lot of these places because if I had someone else we got to wait for them to kill one too and I'm on a time crunch yeah so it's probably easier just to do it's, it by it's, yourself yeah so I, and I enjoy <laughs> yeah do, like I, I look forward to it and it's coming up Charlie's going to Mississippi this week to go hunt. So I'm the only reason why I turkey hunt is because of Gary. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> he's I'm, taught me how I'm, to do I'm it. I'm more FOMO because like he's going he's going to get a turkey hunt before I am this year. But well, uh, maybe, maybe yeah. barring yeah. things go the right yeah. way, I, I've scared more turkeys than I've had. Yeah. Have, have you have you gotten Gary on the golf course yet? No, no, he won't go, man. I got the problem is Matt is I have I can't just do and I don't have hobbies. So it's like my literally the only things I love in this world is my wife writing music and turkey hunting so it's like that's where how i spend he chooses my time wisely yeah. and so and so it's just like outside of turkey because because if i'm gonna ask my wife to leave for that long i better be doing all the honeydews <laughs> in 10 months i'm doing whatever she wants yeah. to do yeah. or but if you think about it like the irony of it is like you know if you combine all the days that he turkey hunts in the year it's like that's probably a spring and an entire spring, summer, and fall of golf outings. Like yeah, seriously, yeah. it's like if you combine like the hours, you know what yeah. I mean. So it's like, yeah, he I just mean, like picks his wisely because he's like he has to leave, yeah. you know, to yeah. do it. I just have passions, and like, I, if if I get on the golf course and like it, it's not going to just be something I can really. <laughs> he would like it. I mean, that's a yeah. everybody yeah. likes. It. Yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of one of those things. It's like I'm not even going to dance with that devil because because <laughs> I'm because. Well, he sees how sick I am. For yeah, him. yeah. Like, I mean, Charlie's. How many times you play? A week now, it, I mean, barring the weather. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, barring when, when what your weather, wife, what your wife will let you do. When the weather's good and the day, like now the the, the daylight savings is like, I'm gonna. Tr- I, I walked to nine yesterday. I'm gonna try to walk nine today. Yeah, it's like I mean, there's you can always go out there at four o'clock in yeah. the summertime, and, in spring, and you, you know? and you do it on the road. Yeah. Well, you guys, you guys not as much on the road just because we do have like VIPs and yeah. stuff. But like, if there's a if there's a show where we don't have a VIP, because well, Tyler I'd, I'd love and Tyler and Taylor will go out with you and play too. Yeah, like, well, oh, yeah, yeah. half of our guys like to golf, yeah. which so is great. Yeah, it's nice yeah. to just have like a couple guys are like, hey, like we're going out to California or whatever in June. It's like, hey, let's go try to play one of these like iconic courses. You yeah. know, try to just experience it. And you you realize how much time you don't have. It's it's a special days when you have all the time in the world. Yeah, it is. It's it a lot of times we just don't busy, have busier time. than you think on the road. It's like we, you know, we sound check and then the VIP experience. It kind of breaks your day up to where it's like you're segmented. The like, hours are like awkward. Like you every know? two hours, you have something going on. So it's so it's, it doesn't make it conducive to be like, okay, we got here and we play at nine, so I can do whatever I want all day. Right. And maybe one day it'll be that, and that'll be yeah. sick. Charlie yeah. play all the golf he wants. Yeah, you know, that'd be great. I can coordinate some turkey hunts. You yeah. know, before the show. I mean, or in a, I think if if the situation was like perfect, it's like, oh, you're, the bus got there. 
there at six o'clock and you could get a seven thirty tea time somewhere and still show yeah. up at sound check at one o'clock. Yeah. But like yeah. it's just you just never really know logistically yeah. concrete what's gonna happen. Yeah, because yeah, bus life has been good. I know you guys uh, oh, last bro. year had some uh had some times. Well, we had some times, but overall it was still a ten out of ten compared to the van. Yeah, we, yeah. we had a bus that broke down like every three weeks. And shitty so, days on a bus are are not as shitty as in a van. So yeah. yes. So yeah, so but yeah, this knock on wood, this is uh yeah, for real. Cowboy but, uh, Cowboy's your driver, right? Yeah. Well, we call him Cowboy. But yeah. yeah, his name's Jason. Jason. <laughs> Jason. I was just. But Jason's great. I was, I was told by Tyler his name's Cowboy. So I was I've called, never. I mean, I've never just, called him that. I just called him Cowboy all week, and I feel bad. I'm sorry, Jason. He does kind of dress this. like a cowboy. Like <laughs> yeah. he's got like a. He wears like the vests and like some like slick boots mm-hmm. and stuff while he's driving. Bus drivers are characters. Oh yeah. Oh, we've he's had great. we've had some characters with with us. We've so had, have we? We've oh, had brother. A, did you have anybody with nicknames like nicknames? We had a guy named Cookie one time. Well, we had Steve. Steve was our longest running driver, and he was awesome, and he was just. He was a he was an ex police officer and just like he didn't talk unless he was like asked talk yeah. or you want to talk to him and even then he was just short and sweet to the point and he, he always did his thing go all righty like if you <laughs> so, say like hey man Steve I'm going to bed man have a good night you go all righty all righty so, so so now the whole group we just all go all right we miss Steve hope you hope you're doing good Steve if you yeah. watch this for yeah. some weird reason yeah the late the, la- the latest the last one I had with Trey was a guy named Danny and we called him Daddy Danny he was about five foot five the dude that would always like take his shirt off and shit. <laughs> Yes. He was like five. I always saw it was like, like on your five, Snapchat five, He was about five, 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 six, about two hundred and fifty pounds. Dude was a hoss. I met him that night because y'all used to yes. y'all do bus call right yeah. next to yeah. us. Yeah, and he used to say, "Well," and then he would go, "Ain't that something?" And I, I would be sitting up there trying to talk to him, like, "Ain't that something?" And he would just waddle around. He'd be in the show at every, and he was private coach, so he would just fucking drive. He would just go. He's they're, they're oh, he mad. didn't have any. He didn't have no, no rules. No. That, that can be dangerous. He wanted to be at the kind of like y'all's kind of like y'all's whole crew. There are no rules. Yeah, it's just dangerous. <laughs> The whole time, like, yeah, dude, like it's just craziness. The things that the things that I've heard that 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 just the polar opposites for better or for worse. There's not. It was, it's just different. It's just no like, right way to do it. Yeah, yeah. our th- we're the lamest band, like in the bus. Yeah, like when, it's, it's when it comes to like socially, like yeah. people would be like, man, I'd love to come on the bus and have a shot with y'all. I'm like, well. Yeah. We're not really drinking. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you, can yeah. sip, you can sip a LaCroix with me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we to smoke a cigar. It'd be the worst thing. Yeah. Like. I know. We we kind of go to bed at midnight and wake up and get nine hours of sleep every night. Yeah. And it's just like... like the boys just like drink beer and shit. But yeah. Like, yeah. For the most part, it's like everybody just chills. And yeah. We're all there's like no 30. There's no rounding our guys up. Cause, yeah. And also everyone's too, married. Everyone, yeah. To, yeah everyone's helps. married and has a serious girlfriend for that the most part. too. Besides Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I wasn't going to do that to him, but... Taylor, he's off the market. Yeah, he's a single. It's a prank. Oh, he's single. Oh, he's single. Yeah. I was trying to find girls at the merch table for him. I've been. He's, I've been good. He's at, picky. I've been good at mergers and acquisitions over the he last. He likes two making years. the moves on his own. He's what pick, we found he's out. Picky, yeah. yeah. He don't. He don't. He don't. Want he don't you want to, it to feel like it's set up. Yeah. Hey, dude, know? I got some. You know, Ashley's got a friend, or Mallory's got a friend, or whatever. That's, nah. Yeah, because you guys have probably tried. <laughs> He's a nice guy. Yeah, he's great, dude. Great. He's One a good, of the best. He's yeah. a good guy. And you met him over playing Xbox yeah, Call of Duty. Yeah, I met him playing Call of Duty. Call of Duty chapter. He's, he's, <laughs> he's a cool guy. We, I love Taylor. He's a hard he's, worker, too, man. That oh, guy yeah, knows how to load a trailer. He works yeah, on his ass. I mean, that's <clears> one thing. Like, we run a... Like we run a pretty tight ship. I mean, it's fun. We have a good time out there. Don't I don't want to get it twisted, but it's like our idea of fun is 
at 30 and married is not the same idea of fun when we were 22 and single, and single yeah. yeah you know so it's so it's just a little different and it's i mean it's a work trip we're out there to we're out there to make fans sell some merch and and play a really really good show yeah and so that's where our kind of priorities are and then you get home on sunday and you're like wow dude i don't even feel tired or yeah, it's like, i actually want to work on monday yeah it's like <laughs> oh it's not like you know pulling teeth to round up everybody or whatever yeah. so but yeah, yeah. it's our home so yeah. like we like to keep it it's pretty we run it pretty clean tyler runs a pretty tight ship yeah, yeah. it's yeah it was it was clean i like all the snacks that tyler has on there too tyler is king yeah, we, oh, which right. i know you guys are tough because y'all are y'all are always on the diet stuff we're trying guys, we, we, we always trying to stay healthy and they always bring in twinkies we at least go to the gym every day like we'll, yeah. we'll have a twinkie every now and then but yeah. we try not to <laughs> those lucky charm breakfast bars yeah they'd be like, on there dude just, ty bob knows how to buy snacks <laughs> he does man yeah. that guy's the king of bus stop yeah dude. he does very well some damn oreos or some shit on there when he's playing with the Company credit card. He's like, I'll try these. That's what that's what Sweet Boy does with Trey. He's got the Amex card, and he goes in there. He was always our bus stock guy. Um, but so for the rest of this year, um, what else do we got? So we got we got time off right now. You're about to go in the woods. You're gonna be hitting the golf course, um, and then you guys are back out in the road. Yeah, we got our, we we finish up. We got two we're, more full weeks. Of yeah, tour, we right? got five shows left. We're in Athens, and then Spartanburg, Spartanburg. and then. Tulsa, Tulsa, Texas, Tulsa, te- yeah. Tulsa, even, Texas, Tulsa. Yeah, what's that? Some, some, Chili, Fest? Chili Fest? We're with... Uh, Somerville, G- maybe? I think it, I think that's what it is. We're there with Jamie Johnson and oh, uh, Gio, Giovanni. Dude, what a combat. And that's like both sides of y'all's spec. That's uh, one of the... Yeah, it's kind of cool. We're like the, the middle... The middle... Like, <laughs> the middle man, yeah. the spectrum, so <laughs> it's cool. And then the shows with Turnpike are always kick-ass. And, yeah, there's always so, 15,000 people. Yeah, yeah. so it, that's going to be fun. And uh, yeah, and then we'll have our our little a little break and it's kind of funny we we always take kind of january off the road it's pretty light and so but it wasn't a light work because we knew that hey we got this record coming up and then we're going to be off so like let's get everything in order so once we do hit april like we can actually have a break yeah or whatever so but yeah we we, we could get back up in june and through the year and yeah, you know, we're doing some some new. We were doing doing our first like west, like a real rest, like a headline west coast, coast run. run. Shout it's out not, to Zolti. Zolti's got to be excited about oh, that. Yeah, he yeah is. they're all. I mean, I'm pumped too because it's like we've never played Seattle, Washington. Never yeah, like played, LA, you know, yeah. LA, you know, Oregon or Monta- Montana or whatever. So it's kind of it's going to be really cool to be like, oh, this is kind of like the testing ground. I wonder what. And the tickets have been doing really. We're well, like we're like holy crap! Like we didn't know we had that many fans. People out have here. been waiting for you to come out, there. right? So it's. It's, it's 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 an ego stroke for sure. It's cool. It's like man, Boise, Idaho is about to sell out. This is weird. Like never been yeah. there. So that's a it's always a cool thing. But yeah, and then, people that don't get to see you very often are very excited to see yeah. you. Yes. you know? And then we'll we'll hit always hit the southeast, and then we have the Teenage Dixie tour uh, that'll announce in May, and then that'll be pretty much we do our summer thing and we're going to be busy for the summer like august yeah it's going to start august september something like that through the year how crazy is the eric church thing doing two shows i mean he's sick man i mean how what like because that's those are you guys used to make money singing eric church songs do acoustic duo in a bar Mm -hmm. yeah now i mean eric's one of the goats so i mean there's not many times you get an opportunity to play with artists like that you know especially like i mean there's certain artists that you know that are big that 
that don't make sense for us that I would say, but it's like there's there's a handful of them that, you know, are like bucket list guys that you're just like, oh, shit, I, we're crossing this one off, you know? Yeah, like I remember when we when we changed booking agents and it was kind of like, well, who are some big artists that you'd really want to play with? And it's like Turnpike, Air Church, and Stapleton. We haven't got Stapleton yet, and I don't know if we ever will. That would be awesome. <laughs> but it's but it's literally like – Those are like our bucket list. Yeah, yes. and it's like that's coming into fruition. That's really cool that we're getting to do that. And and then it's like – It could turn into more. Like Yeah, yeah like we've done know. a lot of shows with Turnpike this past year and it's and they're great guys and and, yeah a lot this year so they want to put us out on the road i wouldn't mind yeah dude they're (laughs) it's crazy so it's cool and that like you said same kind of artists who have very guarded fan bases of like oh if eric likes this if eric they're playing with eric then i'm a fan too you know same with turnpike so it's it's a cool thing and those are it's it's i mean for us the eric thing was just like i feel like he's kind of picky choosy on who he brings out too yeah, so just very. even if whoever made that connection whether it was him or not or whatever yeah, it's just thanks. like the fact that we're on like that radar is is really cool thanks shout out to whoever that was yeah so <laughs> and, we're, we're pumped about and it and to be doing it independently yeah. like it's, yeah, it's special that's, man. that's a big that's a big deal yeah. boys well i appreciate you guys coming dude, on thanks for, for having this us, is man. long yeah, overdue dude. we'll um, do it again you know dude yeah I mean, I mean, it, it won't be a couple this years. This time. is light. This is light work, man. We we love. I mean, it didn't. I mean, you texted us yesterday about this, and we were like, "Well, we got nothing to do tomorrow. Let's just <laughs> yeah, see if they I was can like, do it." Might as well. Yeah, I was like, "I'll do it." I'll, yeah, I called I Matt it. yesterday. He was like, "Hey, what up?" And I was like, "Hey, you want to just do it tomorrow?" He's like. I mean, yeah. <laughs> He's like, that's fine. Like, yeah. whatever. So He's like, what is your schedule like in the next month? I was like, what about tomorrow? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that no, worked out. So, yeah, we're really blessed, man, and, and happy to see all y'all got going on, too, man. And I know you're making the transition into civilian life. Yeah, I'm in this. Well, I'm still going to, like, festival Now I'm yeah. in the concert goer thing where I'm, me and Nikki T have, like— That's still a good thing. Well, it's it's I get to, like, sit and enjoy the music. I'm not having to wonder if the food's backstage, if the settlement's right, yeah, if you there's— can just enjoy it that. how it's intended to be. Enjoy. Yeah, and then I'm. And then oh, we're sweet boys. At. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously though, he'll get lost on you, bud. Oh, he's great. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been uh, it's been good, and uh, we've got a lot of exciting stuff coming uh, with the Rays Rowdy thing, and and in the round, or we'll be rebranding that soon too. So yeah, yeah dude. Uh, so by the way, I saw that. Uh, was that y'all doing the the butt rock thing, dude? Butt rock, dude. Night. That looked hilarious. That looked awesome. I it, saw. Uh, was Ryan, it uh, Ryan and SJ? We're doing it. And I'm broke. Dude, that was one of the what? So we did it last year. It started as an idea where we, so we, me and Nikki T, we went to Key West last year. We're going again this year. And we were on the flight. It was us and then Brian Frazier, his wife Holly. And that dude's a nut. He's hilarious. Love. Brian's by the, the way. man. He's and, then, um, and then Mikey Angert and Dean Purificado, who used to play with Tyler Braid and they play a lot down, downtown. We were all stoned um, in the Atlanta airport and we were like, hey, <laughs> What if we did a butt rock event and then? Because everyone loves butt rock, like yeah. they, they don't like to. Admit yeah, you're it, a but hater like, if you yeah. don't. Because there's some like if you don't like Nickelback and Creed yeah. and like yeah, you're yeah, a hater. So last year, Neither. so Come last on, year we did it and it went great. And then this year we were like, what if we did it on Nikki T's birthday as a rowdy on the row? And it lined up perfectly, and we had the house band. So it's like we have a house band of like Dean, Mikey, their oh, buddy. So they West. were like live playing it, right? Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So they live. They played about I think twelve or fourteen songs, and then Grady, live band karaoke. Basically, and then Grady sat, and then Grady Saxman and his guys came up and played about eight nine songs, and we had like. Um, 
And then we ended up having McElwain and Sweetboy actually made this connection. Our buddy, we have a buddy named Josh Terry who does podcasts uh-huh. as well. He's down in Georgia. He's a crazy bastard. Um, but he, so he happened <laughs> You keep to, those around. I you know? do. I have to keep my life interesting. <laughs> I have a thing for the, the wild men. Crazy the, bastards. The, the wild folks of the South. I do, man. Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi. Just love them. I do, man. I just attract them. I don't know what it is. But um, he's boys with the guys from Saving Able. So Saving Able. I saw that. They showed up. I did see that. They showed up and we're like, hey, man, what, what song you want to sing? He's like, we want to sing a Three Doors Down song. And yeah. we're like, okay. And, and they hopped up and sang Kryptonite to close out the night. And it was just awesome. fucking epic. The place was packed. We sold a lot of merch. It looked like a lot of fun. It was. It was It was wild. And we'll definitely be doing it again. Nothing but Rock Night is what we call it. Nothing but I, Rock I, I Night. Like oh, nothing but Rock Night. We, <laughs> we got to figure out what our but rock song is. I was about to say, I ain't even going to lie. I was kind of thinking about like what we would do, you know. <laughs> like yeah. a crossfade song or something. Dude, yeah. Just cold. cold. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we, yeah, Bruh. we, yeah, this, yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, we had, like, because, like, the Godfather's, like, Nickel- looking back at me. Yes, yeah, Nickelback, <laughs> Limp Biscuit, Creed, Hinder, Seether, those are, like, the Godfathers, and then you throw, oh, in, like, bro. Theory of a Dead Man. We have so many one-hit wonders, like, oh. you have so many one-hit wonders in that, like, yeah. they're so gassed. Dude, oh, stained, dude, yeah, dude, it was stained, great. not yeah, one hit wonder, Drew, but Drew, Dick, Drew Dixon saying, uh, I'm on the outside, I'm looking in, like it was oh, fucking yeah, awesome. We had a uh, Jordan Rager saying, uh, click, click, boom by saliva. And he probably <laughs> like, he's a nut too, like he's oh, like he wild on stage, he, so he like jumps yeah. up and I'm down. I'm gonna do like POD or something. Yeah, oh, dude, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> click, we boom. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, it's whatever the band's willing to learn. So it's up. We we asked Dean and Mikey for a list of songs. You say like, here's a list. We basically. make we make a, we make we all make a joint big Spotify playlist and put like, oh, this could be cool. Like we had Ella Langley sing um, "Bad Girlfriend" by Theory of a Dead Man, which was oh, fucking yeah, awesome. We had oh, girls awesome. singing "Flyleaf," "Hailstorm," "Fucking Evan- Wake Me Up." They have Evanescence and Cassidy Daniels saying that shit. Like, Dude, yeah, it was. I don't fucking, know if that's butt rock, but yeah, yeah. It, it fits. Still like, we, good rock. We had Avril Lavigne complicated on this one, which isn't quite butt rock. But it's like pop, but rock. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I bet the crowd loves it though. Yeah, it's the best, the best rock and roll from 1998 to 2007. You know, it's, we was, were it, pe- on was that. it was like, it slammed in there too? Oh, it was packed. Yeah, yeah it was great. Awesome. we were raised on that, dude. Like that's why we all love it. It I mean. was great. And then we had America's the bestest bar crawl for Nikki T's birthday, which he's been doing since he was in Pittsburgh. So it's, everybody's in green for St. Patrick's Day, and we're all in red. We're 30, 40 deep. We're in red, white, and blue, going to all the bars in Midtown. And it was dude, just Nikki T's he's so funny. He's to the me. man. He's the older brother. I, I can't believe. He hangs know. like that still. Yeah. He does. He's a well, legend. What he did, he was smart. He went home at 8.30 on Saturday night. And I was like, Nikki, you got another hour. Slept in hard. We're at Red Door, and he's like, man, I'm fucked up. I got to go. I'm like, dude, let's go sit outside. I'll have a, I'll have a cigarette. Like, we'll sit outside. We'll chill. He's like, no, man, I got to go home. And then he was perfect the next day. If he had stayed another hour, he would Dead. have been hurting on yeah. Sunday. But he he was like, we have butt rock night the next night. Dude, we were he's, 40. He's, he's 40. He's 41. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a pro, dude. Like, he's going to space it out right. Yeah, dude, I'm excited to be um, to be to be doing some more work with him, going to festivals with That's him. That's a good dude. It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's a good and, duo, and he, man. And he's, he's got his, and he's got his podcast stuff. We're working on getting some more podcast concepts going and networking. Yeah, we've done theirs before too. Yeah, yeah. dude. And Probably need to and hop back on that. Yeah, yeah and, it's, and it's fun. How, and it's cool what they do with with Kurt being able to play on the songs. It's no, like, yeah, I mean, you, have, you have a world class musician. You have they their interviews are a little bit different. Mine are a little more out of the box and wild because it's because it's me. Yeah. But, <laughs> no, I mean it's, it's cool to see like guys who are just like. You, you know, your past coming from radio and then also, too, it's just being a fan and, and yeah. it's like finding your place here. And it, it like, and Matt Burrell matters in Nashville and so does Nikki T. And like, that's it. So it's really cool. Yeah, shout to be out to the, you too, bro. Because yeah, y'all were doing it before people were listening. Like, you know, you know so yeah. it's like, it's just like you put in the time and effort and now it's like, 
you know, how, you know, we, and it's kind of weird because you're our buddy. So, yeah. it's, but it's like how we looked at like Ward when we first moved to town. Like those guys moving to town, look at you and Nikki T I just give, in I that g- same. I gave out my number seven times last night. Not a single one was to a girl. It was yeah. all to dudes wanting to play the round yeah. game on the podcast. Well, and you're, like and, we're you're, in the and you're nice enough and genuine enough to like want to connect with them. It's not yeah. like you're just like blowing people off. Like, yeah, yeah, what's in it for me? It's yeah, no exactly. 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 You're it's your like, champion for the people, dude. Yeah, you, yeah. Like, you like to get to know people. That's one of your best attributes. Yeah. You <laughs> and you've never met a stranger. No, I've never met a stranger. I've even talked to homeless people downtown when I worked to work down there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm so glad I don't work down there. Which, by the way, that's probably the biggest thing I got to thank you guys for. I mean, I've had great times with y'all, and, and the touring thing was a huge chapter in my life and yeah. all that. But you guys got me away from downtown working security on Broadway, which is the greatest thing nice that's ever that happened to me. Cogwheel, oh, it, was, it was great. And um, but but for real, boys, it was a pleasure having you guys yeah, today. And, um, Thanks look, for having us, man, dude. And um, congrats on everything look forward to seeing what's coming Thanks, the rest man. of this year thank you hope bud. you get all all 10 birds hey, that'd be cool hope hope we hope we break um, we need to go play again yes we do it's been I too long i haven't played in a long time so it's gonna be bad so me i'd and, probably kill me, you me and charlie's and, gonna break and, 80 and, i'd probably kill you me and tyler are gonna play for who can shoot the highest scores you you know? break 80 before <laughs> maybe i need to maybe i need to do the super slam of golf you know like just pick the best see i think that'd be sick the best now, course you, in every state you played trump's course not too long ago right i did in miami yeah See, there's that's, that's, that's a Florida. Florida. That's, that's a staple. Good one. There's Florida. Yeah, you know? there's yeah, Florida. everybody needs a challenge. You know, <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. But um, all the socials are um, Muscadine Bloodline, yeah. Muscadine mm-hmm. Beeline. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. Right? Same, been the same, been the same forever. Just type in Muscadine, it'll come up. Hell yeah, yeah. we're the only Muscadine band. Out yeah, there. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Hell, hell yeah. Well, guys, thanks for watching this episode. Uh, be sure to check out our boys Gary and Charlie. Um, check out Muscadine Bloodline. Don't just stream the record. Buy the record. Buy the merch. Go out to the shows. You guys will not be disappointed. Um, and they've got a lot coming for you this year. Um, thanks, as always, for watching the episode, um, watching the podcast. Be sure to like, rate, subscribe, tell your mama and them. Shout out to Sweet Boy behind the camera and all of our friends. We got Whaletail Media. We got Saxman Studios. We got our friend Mitch Wallace with the Digital Marketing Agency. And, of course, our friends at Pickle Jar Live. Uh, we'll see you all next time. This has been the In the Round Podcast.